Our second reading is from the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 to 9, an introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Still our hearts, Lord, help us to know your presence and your peace and help us to le listen for your word of comfort and challenge, grace and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. This year, our remembrance has been overshadowed by the global pandemic, which has prevented people gathering in numbers at our war memorial. I passed the Woburn Green with all its crosses, remembering those who had died in that area. Normally, hundreds gather but it won't be the same this year. Our remembrance has been overshadowed by all the uncertainty over the American presidential elections and such a relief that that uncertainty is beginning to dissipate and yet such a divided nation that needs our prayers at this time. Our remembrance has been overshadowed by the deep divisions that continue to grow and blight the life of our nation and the life of our world. It's surely a good moment for people of every race and faith, every background and political persuasion to keep silence to stop the language of hatred and suspicion and to listen for that still small voice of peace. Be still and know that I am God. I was delighted that Joe Biden reached out the olive branch to those who had not voted for him during this 
rancorous uh, election in America. Let's give each other a chance, he said. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric and lower the temperature. This is a time to heal in America and to listen. I haven't heard the word heal from the present incumbent for quite during his time. And we pray for that healing for the nation of America, for our own nation and for our world. It's a time to stop, to keep silence, to remember and to commit ourselves to the way of peace. We need to stop the rhetoric of us and them. We need to stop the blame game, the scapegoating. We need to stop and remember the suffering of past wars and those regimes and ideologies that simply annihilated people who didn't fit in with their plans. We need to stop to be still and know that God alone is God, that, that God's blessings are not on those who wield power at the expense of others, but on those who know their need, their need of other human beings, their need of creation and the planet, and ultimately their need of God's love. The Beatitudes of Jesus start by promising blessings to the downtrodden, the poor in spirit, and those who grieve, the meek, and those who hunger and thirst to see right prevail. They are Jesus' way of turning the tables on the powers that be, the religious powers of his time and the political powers. They seem so strong. Rome and Jerusalem and the temple, just one man bringing a message of God's blessing for the ordinary people, for the downtrodden, the humble, the oppressed. Too often we've been told about a God as if God is, is top of a hierarchy of power, a kind of US president writ large. But Jesus shows us a totally different kind of God. Jesus didn't rule from a palace or a great temple or cathedral, but from a cross. And his blessings are for those in the hard places of today. His blessings are for the people, the poor, the grieving, the oppressed, the humble, the hungry. It is good to stop today, to stop and to be silent, just for a few minutes. 
and to allow that silence to enter our minds, our hearts and our souls. And when we've done our remembering, then we stand and recommit ourselves to walk the way of Jesus, the way of blessing. Blessing not just for friends, but for enemies. That was the way of Jesus, the way of mercy, the grace and forgiveness that he showed moment by moment in his life and ultimately in his death on a cross. That mercy, that forgiveness, that reaching out to those who are different, those who think differently, those who sometimes are totally at odds with our ways of life. That mercy, that way of blessing is so important for the healing of the nations. And then he says, blessed are the pure in heart. And we need a new purity of heart for ourselves and for our leaders and politicians. We need that integrity. And then he says, blessed are the peacemakers. A true peace, the peace that he gives that's based on compassion and justice and on truth. There's an adapted version of the serenity prayer which has these words. God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change. The courage to change the one I can and the wisdom to know it's me. Peace starts with each one of us. Changing the world starts with us. Our attitudes, our actions, our vision, our hopes and dreams. And they'll be renewed as we listen to others. And perhaps we need to listen, especially, to the children. This is a poem that was written by Mati Yesuf, who, when they wrote it, was nine years old. I don't like wars. They end up with monuments. I don't want battles to roar, even in neighbouring continents. I like spring, flowers producing, fields covered with green, the wind in the hills whistling. Drops of dew I love, the scent of jasmine as night cools, stars in darkness above and rain singing in pools. I don't like wars. They end in reeves and monuments. I like peace, come to stay, and it will someday.
we come to our act of remembrance. And yes, we will use a wreath to remember. But we also use this time to recommit ourselves to the way of peace. So let's begin our time of remembering by bringing the wreath forward and Abigail will place that below the Bible. We're going to hear the last post as part of our remembering and our thanks to Sarah Kissock, the daughter of Reverend Francis Kissock, who recorded this uh, a few weeks ago. Francis is a URC minister in Sheffield. Before our Remembering we have a prayer. Wars can protect or divide. Words can encourage or inflame. Power can free or destroy. Touch can comfort or violate. Peace can be shared or withheld. Gracious God, as we remember past and present conflicts, we pray for the divided peoples of the world that humanity may use its gifts well and learn your way of peace. For the sake of future generations and to the glory of your name. Amen. And so we introduce our time of remembering with those famous words and then we'll hear the last post and then keep two minutes silence. They shall not grow old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
said, peace is my gift to you, such peace as the world cannot give. Set your troubled hearts at rest and banish your fears. And a prayer. Lord, as we remember those who suffered and died in the two world wars and in conflicts and violence since that time, we pray for peace in our world, our communities and our hearts. Your peace, such peace as the world cannot give. Amen. And so we come to our prayers of intercession. Let us pray for the world. We pray, Lord, for the people of the United States of America. The deep divisions in that nation and for healing in the weeks and months ahead. And we pray for their president-elect and for the work he has to do. Pray for the people of China, the people of Hong Kong and the surrounding nations, those who are seeking change and new freedom in that nation. We pray for that whole region, for the peoples of North and South Korea. We pray for peace. Pray for the nations of the Middle East and for the end of those long-running conflicts in Syria and in the Yemen. We pray for the people of Africa and their longing for the ending of hunger and injustice. And we pray for the people of Europe and those caught up 
in recent conflicts, in the acts of terrorism, And we pray too for our own nation, a union of four nations trying to find its way amid confusion and uncertainty. We pray for our own town and villages and especially the young people of this area in all their hopes and their fears for the future. And we pray for those on our hearts, those who have asked for our prayers, those within the two church families and beyond who are struggling at this time those in hospital, those confined to home, those anxious for the future. We pray your blessing for them, Lord. God of all humanity, help us to be a people who embrace truth and challenge those narratives that distort and damage. Grant us the courage to challenge injustice and prejudice, the wisdom to heal the wounds of the past, and the grace to be peacemakers in our daily living. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And we gather up our prayers in the prayer he gave us as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We've remembered, we've prayed, and now we commit ourselves. We commit ourselves to the work of justice and peace. And Abigail will join me at the table as we share in this commitment. On this day when our nation remembers the sacrifices of the past and the challenges of the present, we offer our lives once more for God's kingdom work in the world today, that we may be channels of God's grace and peace, hope and love each and every day. 
God of hope, we commit ourselves to your way of truth and compassion, justice and peace. Guide us by your Spirit. Give us wisdom, courage and hope for this day and the days ahead. In Jesus' name.